What's good, Wizards fans? Your host, the real Ed Oliver, Brandon Scott. The Washington Wizards lose to the Nets, 97-124. The Wizards are now 3-18 and on the season, but there was a bright spot in Bilal and Denny. Let's talk about it. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's good, Wizards fans? We just want to make sure you guys make us your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get a podcast. This episode is brought to you by Price Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to pricepicks.com slash locked on NBA and use code all lowercase and locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. All right. Uh, once again, the Washington Wizards lose. To the Brooklyn Nets in Brooklyn, but there were some bright spots. Uh, Bilal had a double-double, and uh, Denny played pretty well as well. So what were your thoughts on the game and uh, thoughts on Bilal's performance? Um, the good, the bad, and the ugly, man. Shout out to Clint Eastwood, man. Um, looking at the good, man, um, obviously, Denny and Bilal. Bilal. We'll start with Bilal. I'm trying to tell you, man, this guy's the future. This guy is definitely the future in D.C. I mean, his defense is – Defensive prowess is unreal, but now his offense is starting to come along, man. That that up and under man, that move he made in the paint. I'm trying to tell you, this young man can play some basketball. I mean, look at his stat line. Here's the biggest alarming thing, and it's good for Bilal, but it's kind of bad for the team overall because he led the way with ten rebounds, eleven points, ten rebounds, four for six from the field, one for two from three. I mean, <laughs> the kid can play some basketball, man. I mean, we definitely did not miss on this pick. So he was definitely a big bright spot because 10 rebounds for this kid, man, and he slated the pie, played the two-guard uh, going forward. If you're getting two re- uh, 10 rebounds from your two-guard, man, I'm just saying. So, like I said, that's a good mark as far as him personally, but why is Bilal leading the team with 10 rebounds? You know, that, that that's kind of the issue, really. You know, you want to see, you know, maybe Gash be that guy, you know. So the fact that Bilal is a guy leading the way with rebounds is a little concerning, but overall, man, I love what I see from Bilal and his development. I love it, man. Um, Denny, again, Denny had a really good game. Uh, looking at his stat line, man, 15.7 rebounds, four assists, shot six for 10 or six for nine from the field, one for four from three, two blocks, one steal, and only one personal foul. So, again, Denny, his offensive tool bag has definitely, definitely evolved this season. You know, I love what I see from him offensively. And he, like I said, it feels like the last couple of years, man, we, is, you know, when you talk about Denny, is his defensive prize. Now, Again, he is a offensive weapon in the system now. You know, he definitely – he's had a couple of bad games here and there. Yeah, absolutely. But overall, he's been a consistent threat from the offensive side. So, to me, Denny and Bilal were the bright spots because I'm about to slide into the ugly part of it. <laughs> they were definitely the bright spots. You know, you definitely seeing them evolve offensively, and that is good signs for our future, man. But let's get to the ugly. No effort. That I mean, just blatant. No effort. Team had no heart, no effort. We lost almost every statistical category except for turnovers. I mean, you know, there was show, you know, Kuz was looking frustrated. It's, it, there's no effort, man. You know, we, we were just talking about the, um, the last show about how I guess some of these contenders like your Milwaukee, um, they play well. You know, they, they, they really, you know, they came out to play. They kept it close. 
and then going into the fourth quarter, that's usually where we lose our grip. But this showing just ugly because there was no effort, no heart. It doesn't look like half of them even wanted to be there. And I just, I don't, I'm thinking I'm to the point now, E, and I know we're going to talk a lot about it, especially the closer we get to the deadline, but I think everybody got to go who's a veteran inspiring deal, including Kyle Kuzma, and you see what you can try to get for Jordan Poole. And you got to give these young guys, maybe you officially after the deadline give Bilal the keys to the franchise as far as being that focal point in development. Now, obviously, it's way too soon to say he's a franchise player. I'm not trying to say that. But, you know, we need to develop. We need to see what we have in these young guys, man, because the team is checked out. They're 3-18. and 18. You know, we're about to hit the 20-loss mark, man, and we're, we just got into the first quarter of the season. And we're, we're a 20-loss team two games from now. I mean, it's just it's hard to watch. You know, yes, we play contending teams hard, but with games like this, it's like we talk about culture. What, what's the culture? There was no heart, no effort, and it's hard to watch basketball games like that, man. It's one thing to show up. And, and play hard, but then when you totally just don't even care at <laughs> tip-off, I think, what, what, what are we doing? No, we need to start looking at what we can get for a lot of these very inspiring deals. So, yeah, I mean, I love what I saw from Denny. I love what I saw from Bilal. These two young men, they're definitely part of the future. But outside of these two, horrible basketball game. Yeah, it was. It was It was hard to watch, man. Um, It was in the 30s, like in the second quarter, uh, the Wizards shot 10% from the three, and or was it 18%? The the uh, Nets didn't shoot well from the three either. It was a it was a defensive struggle, just guys missing shots. Yeah. Uh, for the most part. But yeah, the Wizards got dominated on the glass again. But uh to talk about the positives first, uh yeah, the Wizards shot 18% from three and the, the Nets shot 30% from three. Uh but to talk about the positives first, yes, Blau was the the bright spot for sure. I thought Denny had a solid game as well. He had an N1. I thought he was very aggressive. He took he was taking it to the basket. Um, playing with physicality, pushing guys out of the way, getting downhill. I love that. 15 points for him, six for nine for the field, uh, two for three from the three-point line, and he rebounded well, seven boards. 27 minutes, of course, you know, West waved the white flag. I mean, you lose 124 to 97. I, I don't, I can't blame West for waving the white flag because they, they just, the roster is just not good enough. Yeah. Um, I'm not making any excuses for West either. Uh, but yeah, the roster's just not good enough, and uh, they just didn't play with effort. You kind of see the body language, Kuzma's body language just didn't look like he was 100% there, uh, honestly, from watching the game. Um, I, I just don't know what was going on, but uh, they just got out, outplayed, out physical. Gaffer didn't show up. I'm sorry, I was, I was, I said I was gonna talk about the positives first, <laughs> but um, yeah, Bilal, I love you brought up the up and under move on Cam Thomas, that was a beautiful veteran move. I love this footwork there. He knocked down a three. He went coast to coast, got to the free throw line. Everything Bilal is doing, of course, there's always rooms for improvement. But as a rookie, I think he's showing some really, really good flashes. And he hasn't even hit um, half his potential yet, yeah. honestly. I mean, I talk every every time. I can't wait until they had – because right now, of course, he's lifting weights. But in the offseason is when he really is going to be able to lift more and get stronger. Um Hate hate to compare him to Giannis, but he just has that Giannis frame yeah. where he came to the league really, really lean, really small. Giannis got in that weight room, got big, got strong, pushing guys out of the way, dumping on guys. Blau certainly can do that too. I'm not gonna compare him to Giannis, but I'm just talking about the the frame, you know, just yeah. the ball handling when he first came in the league. And uh, I love that Blau is, is he's bringing the ball up, he's just you know bringing it all coast to coast. Um, fake handoffs, getting to the basket, uh, you know, just showing off the repertoire there. And when he, when he has a mismatch like Cam Thomas, that is barbecue, that's barbecue chicken. Yeah. And he's taking, he, he's supposed to take advantage of that. 
Um, before the season is, is said and done, he definitely needs to get in the starting lineup for sure. I keep talking about him getting 30 minutes. The only person that got 30 minutes last night was Ku- or the other night was Kuzma. Balao ended up with 25 minutes, but uh, a double double shows how good of a rebounder he is. Yeah, just let him get the board and go and push it. And, and I love that. Uh, he had uh, two assists as well, only in, in two turnovers. But uh, overall, I thought he had a, had a solid game. Denny was really good. I already talked about him where, where he was getting to the basket. Four assists, being a good facilitator. And zero turnovers for Denny as well. Yeah. Uh, four assists, zero turnovers, 15 points. I thought he played well. But everybody else, Ty has had his moments. But, it, it, you know, it's just not enough. And then uh, Jordan Poole, once again, eight points. You know, he just has not been consistent at all. And, um, yeah, he, he just – he has not – he just hasn't played up to expectations. I'll, I'll just keep it as simple as that. You know, he's, he just hasn't gotten to a rhythm. Yes, he's more focused as far as, like, you know, looking at the clipboard and kind of calming down with the antics and the shack and the fool stuff. But he just has not been able to really put together, consi- like, five consistent good games. I just haven't really seen that from him his whole – and, we granted, we've only played 23 games, but I haven't seen, like, consistency yeah. from Jordan Poole. So it, it's unfortunate. Um, he's still not really shooting the ball well. Three for seven, um, three turnovers last. Three turnovers on Friday night. So yeah, overall as a team, we got dominated on the boards. Nicholas Claxton had a double double in the third quarter. We both talked about that in the preview. Like any big man that plays against the Wizards, they're just going to get a double double automatically. He had thirteen and fifteen. Dayron Sharp off the bench had fifteen and eleven. So you had two big men had double doubles against you. And you look at Gaffer's numbers. He had three points and two rebounds. Like that's inexcusable. You know, and I, Gaffer, I know he's the only big on the, on the team, but he's, he's he's he has to bring more than that. You cannot have three points and two boards. That's unacceptable. You got to give us ten and ten, nothing less. And I know I know Gaffer. You know he he's he's more of, he's more of a backup big, but still like you. And he's had some good games. The other night he had eighteen against Orlando. He had some games where he's shown up, but against the Nets, you you got to show up, man. You cannot let Claxton and Daron Sharp just outplay you like that. It's unacceptable. Uh, Kuzma, I just felt like he just wasn't focused 100%, just looking at his body language. And, um, you know, West was playing Gallo and Mescal at the same time. You know, that's 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 barbecue chicken for us right there. You already know how the situation going to go with that. And um, Corey Kisper, 3 for 11, didn't shoot the ball well. Mescal up with eight points. Jared Butler was a bright spot. I thought he had some good moments. He had a buzzer beater before uh, the second quarter or before halftime. Or it was it was either the first quarter or halftime, one of those. But uh, Jared Butler, yeah. he's shown some flashes with his minutes, five points. Uh, three boards. Um, he had zero assists and three turnovers. Got to work on that. But I, I like I like what I saw from him from being a two way player coming from the G League, and uh, Eugene. Of course, he's making the most out of his minutes. He needs more minutes for sure. So, um, not too much on this game, honestly. This was a <laughs> ugly game. They need to erase their memory with this. And we're gonna talk about the Sixers right now. Um, Embiid is questionable, so we'll talk about the same thing. Gaffer is questionable too. Um, so we'll talk about that. A little bit later, but yes, they got all rebounded again. Just dominated. Yeah, I mean, ugly game, no effort, no heart, uh, no boxing out, <laughs> just no care in the world. And it just, I, you know, I say it all the time, man, that I believe that you know the real year one of the rebuilds next year because this year they got to consolidate, they got to figure out what they have, they got to make moves. And in my mind, man, outside of Bilal and Denny, everybody should be made available at the deadline. Everybody. I mean, I don't see one mm-hmm. person outside of these two that really fit the mode going forward, man. Because, yeah, you start with vets. You know, obviously, most of the vets, if not all of the vets, especially inspiring deals, need to go. I mean, you know, Kyle Kuzma, you know, people, you know, using, you know, the whole excuse that, oh, he wants to be here. 
okay, he can come here in the offseason. I mean, you know, he knew what it was when he got into the contract, which was he knew at one point he's going to be moved, man. So you need to move. I mean, we need to next year, it needs to be 100% about development, developing these young guys. See who you got. Kispert, I don't know where he's at going forward, man, because, you know, his shot, when it hits, I say it all the time, when his shot hits, he looks immaculate. When it's not, he's pretty much non-existent. I mean, you know, just look at the roster. I don't see anybody outside of Blau and Denny that you can't really say for surety that they're going to be here next year. Taj Jones, trade. I mean, Jordan Poole needs to be traded. Kyle Kuzman needs to be traded. I mean, Gafford. I mean, yeah, back up big. But, I mean, is his contract the worst in the world? No. But, I mean, could you throw him into a deal as far as the money line? Yeah, absolutely. You know, definitely. I mean, it's just – I think that's where I'm at now, man. Um, I'm, I'm – kind of checked out to a certain degree mm-hmm. to where I'm looking for progression from Bilal and Denny as far as their offensive game. That's what I'm looking at. Um, as far as most of these guys in the roster, man, we need to explore we need to explore trades at a deadline. Easy. Mm-hmm. Because we the focus should be development. We're not a good team. And, you know, Kuz, you know, I've been really high on Kuz, but you know, that body language, man, is not what I want to see from the leader, man. So if he's checked out, then I think most of them are checked out. I think they're done. And so, again, at the deadline, everybody should be made available. That's mm-hmm. just me, man. <laughs> 100%. I, I don't disagree with you at all. Uh, you look at the third quarter, 24 to 40. You know, once again, third quarters for West and the Wizards have been tough. And uh, that's where they really struggled. They, they kept up at halftime. At halftime, yeah. they were down by about five, maybe less than that. And um, then the floodgates open. Cal Bridges starts to get into the basket. Cam Thomas starts to get into the basket. Guys just walking in for easy layups and, and fast break buckets. So um, that's what separated the, the two teams in the, in the second half. But, yeah, as far as trades, yeah, everybody can definitely be – everybody's on, on the table for sure. Shamit didn't play. I know somebody – or Shamet didn't play. Somebody commented that. We'll talk about that later. But I, I think – it. I, I'm not going to say it would have been a closer game, but maybe the effort would have been a little bit better. But, yeah, we're going to – Move on to the preview, but before we do that, today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Make sure you guys check out Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. We it is the easiest and most exciting way to play DFS. It's just you against the numbers instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks. You pick more than or less than on two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in with basketball season here. You can now pick combo projections across football and basketball from the Specialist League, a league created specifically for combo projections that includes two or more players from different sports or leagues. For example, LeBron James plus Travis Kelsey, a 10.5 combo of three points made, three pointers made plus receptions. Want to play alongside some of Price Week's favorite players like rapper Meek Mill and comedian Andrew Schultz? You can now find community plays under the promos tab of the app to view entries from some of the biggest names in the Price Week's community each week. Go to pricefix.com slash locked on NBA. Use code locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. My price picks picks for tomorrow is tough because Joel and B is not playing. If he was playing, I would pick the over on him. Uh, the last time I saw it was over 34 and a half points. The last game we played him, which was last week where he put up uh, 40, almost 50 points, the over under for him was about 31 and a half. They bumped it up to 34 and a half because they know he can easily score so much against us. So 34, 34 it's a lot of points, but he certainly will do it. He, he might not even play tomorrow. So uh, make sure you guys, Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. 
Go to Watchmo Sports today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever National Sports 24-7 streaming channel. All right, so let's preview the Philadelphia 76ers. Kelly Oubre's bag. We just played them. Uh, last time we played them, Dolan B went crazy. Every time we play them, Dolan B goes off. Same thing with Tyrese Maxey. It's basically the same script we played against the Sixers. Um, we did uh, play them uh, pretty tough the last time we stayed in range, uh, 131-126. The Sixers right now, they are 13-7. and uh, Joel Embiid did put up 50 points. Jordan Poole put up 23. Uh, but he is questionable for tomorrow. Daniel Gafford's questionable for, questionable for, for tomorrow as well. But uh, what's your keys to development uh, against the Sixers? Last time, um, Bilal plucked and stole the ball from Joel Embiid. Had a <laughs> um, couple of factors, man. Looking at the young guys, uh, Denny Bilal, I want to see them drive the lane aggressively, get to the free throw line. Definitely, definitely take advantage of MB not being there. If he doesn't play, man, we need to attack the paint. Easy, attack the paint. Um, especially uh, Bilal and Denny. Definitely want to see them get to the free throw line a lot more. Um, Kispert, I want to see a lot more cuts. You know, definitely if the shot's not dropping, try to get involved a lot more, you know. More cuts, you know, moving, moving without the ball, and really, that's um, the team period, man. You don't see a lot of movement from this team uh, without the ball. You know, you know, off ball movement is just <laughs> non-existent. So I want to be, you know, I want to see a lot more off ball movement with this team. But you know, Embiid doesn't play. You got to attack the basket. You have got to hit the paint. You have got to attack. You got to push the pace. You've got to really try to catch this team off balance, man. Especially in transition. So yeah, that you know, if Embiid doesn't play, man, that is a opportunity. Because, you know, MB tends to be like a safety valve for the 76ers. You know, when a couple of guys have off night, you know, they, they know that MB is going to drop at least 25 plus. So they, they use him as a safety valve. But him not in the game, man, that's a lot of pressure on Maxi, a lot of pressure on Tobias Harris. I'm like, so, yeah, I'm attacking the basket and I'm pushing the pace. That's definitely what I want to see from the scene uh, tomorrow night. Oh, 100%. Yeah, uh, pushing the pace, making Joel Embiid run, making him uncomfortable. I think the last time we played him, the pick and roll was really working, just making him move his feet because he, he doesn't want to go out there and step out there. You know, we yeah. do have some basic stretch the floor, like Muscala and Gallo. Yes, they get dominated by Joel Embiid uh, defensively, but, you know, make him work, make him move his feet, make him uncomfortable. He's not trying to go out there and run around. Uh, so, you know, the pick and roll worked really well. Uh, Gafford's got to show up. I'm not expecting Gafford to slow him down at all. He's put up he put up 50 points last night. I mean, last time we played him. Yeah. So I'm really expecting nothing less. I'm expecting at least 35 to 40 points from Embiid if he does play. Um, but if he doesn't play, yeah, you got to take advantage of it. Advantage of it. Maxi is the guy who is a guy that kind of I'm not gonna say he gets slept on, but you know he, he's a guy that really hurts the Wizards a lot. And, yeah. I mean, he, he's a darn good basketball player uh, as well. So. You know, he puts up big numbers against everybody this year. He's had a darn good year. Tobias Harris, uh, Kelly Oubre's back, and uh, Melton. And, and they, they, got a, they got a good team. They got a good roster this year, as as always. They're always a perennial playoff team. But, uh, yeah, just rebounding. And I just want to see Denny keep it up, be physical, get to the basket, uh, create for others. He's really been dishing and diamond well into the basket, ball movement, defending the three-point line. They put up a lot of threes. Melton shoots the three well. Tobias Harris. Ubre shoots a lot of threes. Maxi, Joel Embiid will shoot the three. Covington off the bench. Uh, Batum off the bench. He hurt us a couple yeah. times with a couple threes off the bench. So really defending the three-point line, getting back on defense, rebounding, just playing with some effort and intensity. You know, we know this team's not going to win a lot of games, but we just want to see the effort there. I know it's hard when you're losing a bunch of games, but we do want to see some toughness and, and some tenacity out there from them. So that that's all I ask. Um, Shemet, we'll see. I don't know if he's playing or not. And um, – 
Yeah, just play hard because the Nets game, the effort was not there. Yeah, absolutely. No effort, no heart. <laughs> they barely showed up. Uh, and that's another fact I'm looking at, man. I'm looking at two people. I'm looking at Wesley Hill Jr. and Kyle Kuzma. Be that leadership, man. You know, you, you know what the MO is this season. It's a rebuilding team where we're not be very good. I don't want to see bad body language from those two out of anybody, man. You know, look, out of anybody on the roster, your leadership should not be that guy who's already putting the white flag up. No, it's a bad sign. So, um, yeah, I want to see leadership show up, man, because you're in Philly. Look, this crowd ain't gonna make it easy, man. You know, they look they mm-hmm. have they have no problem giving anybody to smoke, man. I mean, we were talking about Philadelphia through snowballs and Santa Claus, man. I'm saying I'm, I'm <laughs> telling you, it's Philly. So go in there and play with some heart, man. You know, I say this every episode. Play for the name on the front, not the name on the back. And that's where I'm at, man. Play with some pride. You know, you're not very good. Okay, still play with some pride, man. You know, so that you know, definitely. Um, again, looking at Bilal and Denny, I want to see them be a lot more aggressive. I mean, you know, you're seeing it with Blau, and you, you definitely see it with Denny. So those two are my focal point, man. To be, you know, no disrespect to anybody else, but to me, you know, the foundation starts with those two. So those two, I definitely want to see them hit the lane. You know, especially you know, even if Embiid plays, be aggressive. You know, try to get him in foul trouble. Be aggressive. Definitely be aggressive, man. Because you know, Embiid's one of those guys, man, where he likes to mess with people. But if you get into his head, and get him in foul trouble, man, then he's kind of not going to hit off the snake, man. You know, because he is the de facto leader of that team. So I'm mm-hmm. definitely trying to be aggressive. I'm pushing the pace. I'm definitely getting the passing lanes. It's just aggression in the heart, and that's what I want to see from this team. 100%. So we're going to get to some comments here, but before we do that, we have a quick word from Brandon. Absolutely. Tonight's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. As the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 and bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins, right? If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action than right now. Don't waste no time. Do it right now. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over and unders, and parlays. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, the official partner of the National Football League. All right. Yes, sir. All right, we're going to read two comments. We're going to wrap it up tonight. We're not going to read too many because we're going to save them for tomorrow because we will be on tomorrow after the Sisters game. So, uh, BJ52, a lot of people got upset about our Pat Williams video. A lot of people don't want Pat Williams. <laughs> and, look, you know, I, I don't think any, either traded Pat Williams, Caruso. I don't see either of them coming to D.C. It was just a report from Sam Eco, Amico um, Amico Hoops. We got to talk about it. Anything Wizards, any any Wizards content or anything that their name is mentioned in a report, we have to discuss it. Pat Williams, he's a solid player. Is he a needle mover? Not at all. I think he's nah. kind of like how Grant Williams is when yeah. we were rumored to have interest in him. It's kind of like, you know, I you know, I don't know if Pat Williams really fits the timeline. I think he's an okay player. He's a solid player, but he's not going to move the needle here anywhere at all so i i don't think the trade's gonna happen at all so but uh we see you guys comments we know you guys <laughs> definitely don't want pat williams i totally understand yeah i mean like like you said he you know you got to report on possible transactions man and mm. you know report comes out that the team is interested in the player you got to look at it and look at the pros and cons so yeah i mean i get it not a, not a lot of people want pat williams in the team too but mm. you know we got to report on it nevertheless but um blue jay uh, Big J, my mm. Blue J. Uh, <laughs> uh, Big J52, he says, Sup, Rose is official. The season is about Bilal and Denny. Totally agree. The faster the front office and local media gets that straight, then we can enjoy the season. 
Corey needs to go. We got Athletic Beast on the go-go. Agree on everything, man. Um, Blau and Denny are the focal point, in my opinion. They, they have to be the focal point because they these two are the beginning of the foundation, in my opinion. Uh, the front office, I think the front office do, does have a plan, man. It's just, you know, I always said that I believe that next year is officially, you know, the first year to rebuild. This year is more about consolidating some of these aspiring deals and seeing what you really have, especially with these young guys, man. Um, Corey, you know, Corey Kispert, man, he's, he's an interesting case, man, because when the shot's dropping, he's on point. And you definitely see the, the upside with Corey Kispert. High high energy, cutter, uh, basketball IQ's high. is just, you know, defensively he's not there. And really, how does the front office look at him? So, And the go-go, man. I mean, Diallo is rocking, mm-hmm. man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm trying to tell you, man, Diallo is somebody that, man, you might want to look at maybe giving him some, some playing time after the deadline. So, yeah, I agree with everything, man. Yeah, I like him. I like Hamadou Diallo. I like him a lot. I liked him coming out of Kentucky. I liked him when, when he was on the Pistons. He's super athletic. I think he yeah. would bring some energy to the roster as well, playing above the rim and some physicality too. Uh, so I do want to see them bump him up. They probably won't. It's going to be unfortunate. It's probably going to be like how Chris, Chris Dunn was cooking last year, yeah. and they never bought him up. And then the Jazz signed him, and he played pretty well with the Jazz. And he's actually getting like legitimate minutes with the Jazz. Uh, right now, and he did last year too. So that's what I think is going to happen with Giallo. We'll see what happens. Eugene's been playing really well with the go-go too. Yeah. So I think Eugene needs more than just garbage or you know waving a white flag type of minutes. Uh, so yeah, Giallo's playing well. Uh, Jared Butler had a good game last night, or when 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 we played the Nets, I thought he played pretty well. I want to see Rollins, yeah, coming to get some time. So there's a lot of guys that I, I'd rather see play and get some minutes for sure. Uh, off the G League and some of the two way contract guys for sure. Uh, Pat Baldwin, I thought he played. Let me see, did he play? I could have sworn I seen him out there against the uh, the Nets, and not, he didn't really do much. But I, I saw, I, I could have sworn I seen him play one of the one of the couple games that we played. But uh, yeah, yeah, um, Big J, yeah, fifty two. Everything you said definitely has you. You have some good points. Yes, it is just Blau season and Denny season. Just seeing what these guys can do. Uh, seeing how Bilal develops, just Denny getting better each game, more confident each game. I love seeing that. Uh, as far as Corey needing to go, you always need a shooter. You always yeah, need somebody yeah. who can stretch the floor, somebody who can space the floor. Shooters are super, super, super valuable. They're very valuable. The Wizards, we don't have a lot of guys who are long-range marksmen who can knock down shots. And Corey is a guy that he, he can do more than just shoot. He can cut to the basket. He can move it out the ball. Not going to put the ball on the floor much. Not much of a defender, so I get people's concerns and he plays above the rim too man he uh he, he's athletic man he can finish strong finish th- through contact so um i like Corey. we'll see if we uh pick up his option we picked up denny's option and signed him to we gave him an extension we'll see what they decide to do with Corey in the offseason you know we just know what he is he's a shooter you know as far as getting better you know i mean it, it, he's kind of you know he's, he's got to be a 50 40 90 guy 40 percent yeah. shooter yeah. But I, I like his game. I think he's a good shooter in this league. And I think if, if he is gone or traded, I think another team will definitely use him. Like the Heat probably will use him pretty well. Um, there's a couple of teams that I feel like would get the best out of him as a, as a, as a shooter. Yeah, I mean, I'm with you, man. I like Corey Kisper, too. And he's definitely a shooter, but he can do other things. You know, cutting to the basket. But it all depends on the price. You know, next, next year he's next man up as far as the young guy hitting into his final year of his rookie deal contract, man. So – um, this front office is definitely, you know, is going to be interesting to see if they value him as much as they do the Lauer Denny, you know, um, because 
He's not in the same category as Johnny Davis. I think Johnny Davis is definitely not part of the future plans of this franchise. But Corey Kisper, you know, you always, like you said, he, and I, I agree 100%, you always need a shooter. You always need a guy who's going to be able to hit those shots, man. So uh, we'll see. Yes, sir. And uh, Desan hit the nail on the head. Like he said, Kuzma looked mad. Uh, Kuzma, yeah, something was off with him, but his body yeah. language. You know, we know the whole thing with him going back and forth with Denny Woody on Twitter, him calling him Den Chiggity and him just going back and forth. We know they don't like each other. The whole we know the whole situation with Den Woody when he was here in DC. Uh, but Kuz just looked off. He didn't look like he was kind of really locked in. Uh, no pun intended. But the song said, Shout out to Bilal and Denny for being the only two players on this team that care. Corey was awful. Yeah, Corey had a rough game. Uh, Kuz looked mad. Pulled in, try, got benched. Yeah, pulled didn't play well either. And it's, it's just been a roller coaster ride with him. Gafford didn't show up. Gafford was was pretty darn bad. Two points and three boards is, is inexcusable. You let two other big men that you played against, Sharp and Claxton, get double doubles. Awful game. Yeah. So I mean, <laughs> I don't have much to say this on. I mean, other than that, you really explained it all. Gafford was not good. He was he got he got not to say dominated, but he got outplayed, and that's inexcusable. Because if he plays like that, then then is gonna put up sixty. He really might put up 60 to 65 if he plays like that. And I'm not even joking. Uh, Pool. Get your best in. Yeah, I know. FanDuel and prize for sure. Uh, Pool didn't try and got benched. Yeah, it's, it's been that kind of, you know, we'll, we'll see some consistent games from him. And then we'll see some games where he's really not focused. It's been that kind of way the whole season. Kuzma, this was the first game where I saw Kuzma kind of like not focused. So I was a little surprised by that. And then uh, Blau and Denny, yeah. We're the two guys that we're really locking in and focus on for the rest of the season. Yeah, I mean, you know, looking at Kuz, man, you know, we don't know what goes on in these guys' personal lives. He might be going through mm-hmm. something That's you know, had off game. You know what I mean? So I'm not going to look too much into it because he's been a solid leader for this team the last couple of years. So I'm not even like really tripping about Kuz at all, man. Um, but, you know, Gafford didn't show up. I mean, you know, Gafford's definitely – he is what he is. He's a backup. I mean, he's a backup. I mean, I see he's trying to add a mid-range, but – He's a backup. He just he struggles against most bigs in this league. Let's be real. Too many mental lapses, too many mistakes, still got issues with fouls. It's just he is what he is. And there's, there's a, a lot of players in this team where they are who they are. You know, looking at Jordan Poole, um, I, I really do hope the young man figures it out and still has a successful NBA career. But I'm going to say this. I believe he got exposed. You know, he, he was behind the security blanket of Golden State mm-hmm. and, that, and all that talent they have. And, he, you know, and yeah, they had problems, but he, he, a lot of these, you know, a lot of the bad body language, the immaturity, a lot of that was kind of hid because behind all that leadership they had in Golden State. Now that he's a focal point, and now that he's the, you know, the kind of the, the face is being exposed, man. But, you know, I think long term, he's a six man. I don't, you know, from what I see right now, he's, I don't think he's that guy that you can say, here's the ball and run the team. I don't see it yet. If we ever do see it, I think long term, as far as longevity, what you know, whether it's here in DC or somewhere else, to me, he's a six man, and I think you know that's where I'm at, man. Is I hope he figures it out, but <laughs> we'll see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was able to play off Steph and Clay and, and Draymond, and yeah. uh, you know, so many guys in that roster. You know, um, even you know Andrew Wiggins. They they just have a they have they have a championship caliber roster over there in Golden State and Steve Kerr. Who can dial him in, you know, kind of when he's, you know, 
playing a little, you know, freelancing and doing his own thing, you know, Steve Kerr can dial. I mean, even even Steve Kerr had troubles dialing him in. And you know, yeah. saw him going back and forth with Draymond, going back and forth with staff and some coaches. So he definitely had it certainly had some of his disagreements with with players and coaches over there and teammates for sure. But um yeah, just playing around Steph. Steph just makes everybody better because he can shoot the heck out of the ball. He's a future Hall of Famer. So everybody's gotta be so focused on Steph. So focused on Clay, just the way that they can shoot the ball, and it gives Jordan Poole opportunities to, you know, kind of get open shots, open looks, one-on-one drives. Now he has to step up and be more mature because defenses are really, really game planning for him over here, and he's supposed to be a number one option or a number two option on the roster. And uh, yeah, he just he struggled from the field uh, defensively. He's always he's never really been a good defender anyway, but you know that's getting exposed more here, especially with the West. Just yeah. the team defense is terrible. At least with Golden State, they had. Some solid defenders over there with Draymond was a good defender and just their team defense was a lot better than what we have. So him, yeah, he's being exposed even more defensively just because how bad we are as a team. So yeah, it, it's it's a learning curve for him. But as far as moving forward, you know, we we definitely see that he he's definitely not a future piece of this team, and I think he will be moved if not before February, then certainly in the all season for sure. Oh yeah, he gone. <laughs> He's gone. <laughs> you know, I think more so the off season. I, but I think that there might be some friction, man. As far as you, I think Kuz, you need to see what you can give him at the deadline. But I know that's a whole other conversation. But uh, getting back to the comment, yeah, man, it's just a lot of people didn't show up. You know, this game is just is hard because there was no effort. And I mean, it's tough to watch, man. It really is. You want to see them again play for the name in the front, not the name in the back. So mm-hmm. yeah. Thank you guys for watching and listening. Of course, uh, we see a lot of comments here. We just want to see what's up to you guys for sure. Um, it's on. We see your comment here for sure. <laughs> we'll probably talk about that on a uh, another another episode for sure. Uh, Jared Williams, what's up here? Uh, he's a Yankees fan and probably a Nets fan as well. But uh, Desan, yeah, like I said, we see your comment. Thank you for watching. We uh, we'll definitely talk about that <laughs> on another episode for sure. Maybe tomorrow night. But uh, we just want to thank you guys for listening. Making Lockdown Wizards your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you guys get podcasts. Make sure you guys subscribe. Hit the notification bell. Hit the like button as well. Hail to the Wizards. Peace.